if you have a really good friend who was like, oh, I was Mormon, but then I realized like that the Mormonism thing wasn't right, but I, the, my love for God never changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, okay, Mormonism technically led you to Jesus, yeah, even though we think it's bad, right? So like, could Islam do the same thing? It could. Most of the time it doesn't, and I think Satan uses all of those things, but could there be a miracle where God was like, hey, this person actually is coming after my heart? Yeah, so. for sure. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the episode. Uh, or, <laughs> the <channel laughs> or wherever you listen to this. There's too many names. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode 56. <laughs> I wanted to make an annoying slurping sound, and it backfired. <laughs> so today's episode is going to be mostly about miracles, I think. But before we get into that, <laughs> we're going to talk about the miracle that we have today, which is oh. there's four people in the podcast room. Hallelujah. We have Matthew, we have Kyle, and Jonah and me, which is not too big of a surprise. But <laughs> Matthew and Kyle, I'd love to hear what you've been up to, maybe, or something, some sort of revelation Where have you, you sinners been? <laughs> <laughs> I've been alone with this one for years now. Kyle, do you want to start? Uh, yeah. Um, I have been, I mean, I've been here, but I've, well, I've kind of been in all Just over the place. Just blame it all on the second kid. Yeah. I have two children, so. Yeah. It's not your fault. Here, right? No self-responsibility. Mm. At all, because it's not my fault, right? <laughs> no, um, had a lot of family in town, and then I got a new job at work, um, so I've kind of been juggling. You uh, the manager now? I am the manager, nice. the man for short. How old do you have to be uh, to work there? Um, that's a good question. Probably eighteen. Dang, I don't know, but I actually haven't looked into that. I <laughs> should know that because I hire people. <laughs> <laughs> Would you recommend working at a bank, or what are your thoughts on that? It depends. Like, I love where I work. One, because I'm the boss, so, like, <laughs> what I say goes. <laughs> but, um, no, like, if you have pretty much, I always tell people, like, any job can be bearable, <laughs> even, like, a horrible job, if the people that you work Co-workers. with are pretty cool. Totally. And your yeah. attitude towards everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It starts with a good attitude, and um, having good coworkers helps a lot. So, I've got a good team, and... Um, I love, like, there's a couple guys that work there that I'm, like, super good buddies with. So, that makes it a lot easier. <clears throat> and, uh, so. Do you think your relationship with God or being a Christian in general has helped you become a manager? <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, the stories that I have from starting at the bank, like, I'll, I'll share a couple today. Yeah. Since we're talking about miracles. Because so, some of them are, like, unexplainable. Uh-huh. Um, and... A lot of people would be like, "Oh, that's coincidence," and I'm like, "Bull crap, that's coincidence." But I'll share I'll share a couple today <laughs> awesome. um, that are pretty crazy because God has definitely given me favor, and that's something that I like pray about too. I'm always like, "God, give me favor with my superiors, give me favor with, yeah, um, you know, just my co- my my team, so that I, like I'm doing the best for them." Like I want to be every morning when I get up, I'm usually working out and I'm praying like, "God, help, like show me how to lead my team today, mm-hmm. um, in a godly way," and it's amazing the favor that he's given me. Uh, so I have, a, I have another question for you, Kyle. I remember when I was about like sixth grade, um, we were talking about calling or something, and little Jonah was like, "Kyle, what do you do?" And you were like, "I'm a banker." And I was like, 
Kyle, is, do you, do, does God want you to be a banker? And you were like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where, so do you, where, do you, where do you stand in that now? I fully like agree with however many years ago Kyle was <laughs> like I don't think um I don't think that being a banker is like what God like created me to do um but I see it as a way that I can influence people and like share God's love to them and so it doesn't matter if I'm a banker or if I'm a firefighter or if I'm a teacher like it doesn't matter what it is I'm I go into each situation with people um, trying to understand them and, and like show them that I care because mm. I'll, I mean, you go anywhere nowadays and most of the time when you're requesting a service or a product or something like that, the people behind the counter don't care about you. They're like, please <laughs> yep. leave. Especially <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Because oh. four of us on the phone, they could probably care less. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've actually some pretty good experiences face. lately. <laughs> people on the phone. So <laughs> I'll share a couple of things like God, where God has given me favor um, but there's also been like, there's been a few times where, um, I've had clients like come into tears at my desk and it's not because of anything I've done, but it's just cause I'm listening to them. And like, I actually mm-hmm. am interested in what they have to say. So you and, do have a soul. Yeah. So then they're like, <laughs> wow, somebody actually cares. Right. And, um, so it's, it's those things where I'm like, all right. Um, and even coworkers too, but it allows you to show God's love. Yeah. Because I interact with, well, this last week was insane because it was so busy. But usually, you know, 20 people a day. So it's like mm-hmm. there's 20 more people that could experience God's love that day. So you're saying basically <clears throat> this Christ-like attitude towards life was able to get you higher and get you higher up into a manager. Kind of like those that skill of like conversation, having be able, being able to listen to people. Yes. Okay. That's part of it. Okay. The other part is like God just actually being able to do the work, doing some yeah. inception into like my boss's brains, and they're like, "Kyle's awesome," and I'm like, <laughs> "I'm not that awesome." And they're like, "You're awesome," and I'm like, "All right." <laughs> um, I Clash Morale, my office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah. So it's a little bit of both. Um, like, but it's all God, right? At the end of it, mm-hmm. and um, like for example. Uh, whenever I like when I got chosen to be interviewed for the manager position, I was like praying. I was like, God, I have no idea. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> you know, like they all are like, Oh yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And I'm like, I have no idea like what it takes to be the manager. And <clears throat> so I just prayed and prayed and prayed. And then finally, so at the time, so my boss now, his boss. So like before I was a manager, my boss's boss's boss was interviewing me. And so I was like, great. And I was like, this guy's pretty disconnected from our actual branch. So I'm like, maybe I can just, like, I don't know. Like, who knows how this is going to go. Um, but I just prayed a ton before it. And I was like, my resume sucks. Like, if you look at my <laughs> resume, it's like, I didn't go to college. Like, I have, like, you look back at my work history, and it's like, yeah, I have customer service history and, and stuff like that. Um, a little bit three. of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um. I once had a 2.0 KD in Call of Duty. <laughs> um, so anyway, with that, I remember going into that interview and I was just praying like the whole week leading up to it. And I was like, God, give me favor here. And ye- was it yesterday? It was like Thursday, I think. I was so slammed because I gave two guys vacation when I shouldn't have. 
And so I was covering their butts, and I was, like, so slammed. <laughs> and this guy was asking for the special thing, so he somehow emailed, like, my boss's boss. And so I get this email, and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm sure Kyle will be on top of it. He's such an amazing guy. He's new, but he's, like, the best and did it, like, just, like, raving about me. And I'm like, I have, like, no root, like no leg to stand on. Does this and lady have a crush on you? No. Yeah. <laughs> she's just, like, whatever, like, whatever – god showed her because i interviewed with her um whatever god showed her like she was like this guy's incredible and i'm like i was just like blabbering like i was just <laughs> hoping god was passing some information <laughs> into their ears that they liked you know um so it, that's that's a little one i'll share some cooler ones later but it's just um god's giving me such favor there and that's why i continue to do it like i again like what jonah said about calling at the end of the day, like we live in such a different world than we did in Jesus's time. Right. Yeah. Um, and because I know what's going on in India, which shouldn't happen. Right. Like that's super right. weird to me. And because of this like interconnected, um, national, like global interconnectedness that we have, um, it changes how we view the world. And so For good and bad. I feel like, yeah. yeah so yeah. I, I think that, you know, companies have created like, oh, it doesn't matter what your calling is. Like, we want you to work this position or, or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, where I think God has given us each a unique desire and, and like something in our hearts that we want to do that probably could fit into the world as an occupation as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but we miss it a lot of times because we're over just you know, we just see what's in front of us, what's presented to us. And, you know, there's a million different jobs out there. Um, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're doing it with the attitude of like, okay, I can influence people for Christ today. And there's, like I said, I, there's still other stuff and I won't go into it, but there's still other stuff that I want to do with my life that could be a job and mm. I could still influence Jesus. But right now God's given me such an incredible opportunity to be the manager here and I get paid a lot of money to do it, which is great because I can take care of my family. Um, so I'm not going to like throw it away because I'm like, this isn't my calling. Like <laughs> I was called to be like a wooden bowl carver. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's cool. The Lord like ca- that. called me to count tadpoles in the county. pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matthew, do you have any, any stories or something you want to say since you've been gone or are you? Yeah, I can, I'll just uh, start from. I mean, if you guys want to hear why I left. No, not really. We, we don't care too much. <laughs> no, I'm just okay. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Please. I do. I want to hear it. It'll be, I'll Enlight- keep it short. Enlight- yeah, I'll, keep, I'll keep it short. I went I left. too long. Yeah, don't go as long as Kyle did. That yeah, was yeah, yeah, that was worse. <laughs> <laughs> so I left because I thought it was, I f- it felt as if it was being a chore. And after leaving, I felt a better connection with God. I was able to get more one-on-one personal time with him. And it was going great for a while until... You know, a lot of Christians, they have this it's kind of like a wave. How it acts, you're up in the faith, and all of a sudden it crashes, and you go back up, and then I just had a crash. Mm-hmm. And that was honestly few, it started a few weeks ago. And it. The crash or going back up? Cr- crash. Mm-hmm. Crash started a few weeks ago. And I, I never admitted it, but I felt. After reflection now, yeah. when I look back now, I, I was angry at God. But, I, of course, no, none of us really admit we're angry at God. We don't mm-hmm. say that out loud. But your actions and the way you live reflect that. 
So I look back at that. And I go, yeah, I was angry at God. I was confused. I didn't know what was going on. Um, and wait, so sorry. Before you like keep going, is there a, is there a reason for it? Because I, I, I'm really interested in all this. Because whenever it happens to me, there's really no particular reason at all, other than I've just pretty much stopped kind of communicating with him mm-hmm. and stopped kind of like it's being the same thing. I don't even really know what that trigger is, honestly. And that's something I want. I think we all need to find what that trigger is, which starts the plummet downhill. Uh, but yeah, after, and I was just angry at God and I was getting angry in real life or not real life, but <laughs> <laughs> in, in I family life. I think jail. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> getting Prison. angry in family life and, I it's just nothing good was coming out of it, so I'm happy on the I'm on the podcast again. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm taking that trek back up the mountain. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, glad to so have that's you back. that's where I've been. So I'm happy to be back. Nice, sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we. I guess I'll share. So I was in XGT today, and I wasn't teaching, which was kind of nice. And we're doing this new thing where like you journal and like just talk to God about how this week was. So I was actually in Mexico on like this kind of mission trip deal where I filmed a bunch of nonprofit stuff, but this is what I wrote. So this week has been amazing. <coughs> I've seen how fulfilling life can be when I follow your call. I meet amazing people, grow as a person, and my patience and abilities were put to the test. I have listened to the still voice in my spirit and it has led me to the solution every time. I still sadly struggle to follow your voice when it calls me for great sacrifice. That, however, is why you're so good going, oh, using our ignorance and selfishness and harnessing it for your good. Please give me the understanding and faith to follow that still voice and don't hesitate to turn up the volume. My spirit cries out for your will, but my flesh thrives of what is comfortable. Um, So that's kind of where I'm Nine out of ten entry. Uh, what would have made it a 10 out of 10 is if you threw in a, a little uh, Dear Diary at the beginning. Dear Diary, mm. yeah. Or Dear Jesus. Yeah. So, like, pretty much the backstory of that is, like, I was... Dear Daddy. I had some, like... <laughs> <laughs> I had some, like, I guess you could call them... I don't know. It was just, it was just a cool experience because it's the first time I've, like, done interna- international travel all by myself and, like, kind of just done everything by myself and, like, planned everything. And I feel it like... go too well because you almost missed... <laughs> yeah, I must have missed every flight <laughs> I had to go to, <laughs> but everything worked out, and like I attribute a big part of that to like God, and we're gonna talk about miracles here, and I guess we'll get into that kind of stuff. But it was it was just cool to like, cause like I didn't make any money or anything, but just like following and doing stuff that you're called, you feel called to do, like you were talking about, just like it it doesn't matter that you're not making money really. It's just like it's a great feeling. So mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah. Oh wait, before it's we all. get into miracles, yeah. I want to ask you, Luke, what is your definition of a miracle? Because a miracle, would you consider it could be something small? Or are miracles, miracles just something, like, very big? That's what I want to talk about first. Is like, What is our definition all, of a miracle? All, all little s- shapes and sizes. Hmm. I remember Kyle talking about this. I think it was you, Kyle. And you were talking about, Probably. like, I, the word I miracle is overused. That. Was that you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh. I think a lot of words we use are overused. <laughs> yeah. I think another one that you really bashed on was love. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, I totally agree. Yeah, I think love's overused. I think the word awesome is overused. Uh-uh. Um, like? What do you... Wait, the, the word, word like. like. Oh, have, you, have you ever heard a teenage girl do a presentation in school? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, uh, Abraham... Like, um, like uh, she was over here, like... Uh, just yeah. Might as well title awful. your presentation like... 
So I would. Well, well, let, let's let's yeah. try to define what miracle is. So, I, in my mm-hmm. opinion, miracle is like when God steps into the natural and does something that's not natural. So, like the supernatural. Mm-hmm. So, like, like we me and Kyle were talking about this. Like when people are like they go to the doctor and the doctor like puts a splint on them and then their bone is put back together and people are like, oh, it's a miracle. I'm healed. I'm like. A human well, body is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like you, obviously, you could attribute maybe the speed or like the comfort of everything, and like God could definitely help you in that. But like, that's how the human body works, so that's not really something supernatural in that sense. Yeah. So. Well, it could be depending on. Oh uh, yeah, it could be for d- sure. Depending on the amount of time it takes for the bone to heal. Yeah. Exactly. There's a lot more to it, right? Yeah. So. But I think a lot of people attribute miracles to things that are mm-hmm. natural. But, I don't know. I feel like. People like downplay everything more. Yeah, like they're like, "Oh, it's just a coincidence," or like, like if it healed really fast, they're like, "Oh, well, you must have been really like doing your icing properly and eating really well." Yeah, like yeah. Some way I justified it is when I when I when I crashed skiing. I mean, the first miracle was that I didn't get more injured than I (laughs) first miracle was you didn't die. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I dislocated my hip, and I was back up walking literally, like, the next day. Granted, I was on crutches, but, like, about two weeks in, I dropped the crutches. I, no, one weekend, yeah, I dropped the crutches, just walking around the boot and whatever. But um, sometimes, like, I would just attribute it to me just, like, pushing myself as hard as possible in PT and, like, really putting in that work. But Although I do remember really clearly, like, the first time, like, w- right after you hit the ground, you were laying there. You were like, like it was Jesus. Saved. It was Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Prophesying to the other children. Dude, it's it, that moment after, like, something crazy that happens, you're always like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm alive. <laughs> you just know. Get your Jesus hat. Link in the description. <laughs> well, the thing was, is I wasn't like I wasn't like in any insane pain at the time because the adrenaline was still there. So I mm-hmm. thought I was just gonna be able to get up and walk away. Yeah, nope. I got I got to take a ride ride in the sled, so that was that was so cool. Nice. I, so the next thing I want to talk about is like what's <laughs> nice. the moving on? <laughs> what's the point for miracles? Why does God do miracles? I think that's the next thing we should address. And it's a like, good question. Is it to prove to other people that He's real? Is it to help His followers? Like I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I think he uses it for a lot of different reasons. Mm -hmm. If you look at, um, like, a lot of the miracles that happened pre-Jesus, they were... Well, actually, there's a lot of weird ones, too. Um, But, like, even, like, you know, we talk about Gideon a lot because, like, everybody's like, Gideon's so cool. I'm like, Gideon was a little chump. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, you know, with the fleece, right? Like super weird miracle, and um, he God does it twice, and like the the patience of God to be like, I I'll, here I'll do a miracle for you, and Gideon's like, well, could you do another miracle for me? And God's like, fine, you know, or like God is probably like, of course, like I want you to know that I am with you, um, and so that one is just like reconfirming to Gideon, like, hey, I'm with you. Yeah. But then you have Jesus turning the water to wine. It's like, what was the point of that miracle? Mm-hmm. You know, just to keep the party going. And like, those must have been some really holy people who had just gotten married because <laughs> God was like, yeah, let's keep this party going. You know? Well, did he, did he just didn't like necessarily want to do it, right? Mary was like, yeah, turn like, the water into wine. It's not my time. Yeah. But he did it anyway. I want to get drunk. And so that's what I'm saying is like, we don't always see. <laughs> the reason behind the miracles yeah um 
And I think a lot of times it's because God, like with Gideon, he just wants to remind you like, hey, I'm here. I'm here with you and I'm on your side. Yeah, like John 3, 2 says, we all know that God has sent you to teach us your miracle. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God <laughs> is with you. That kind of ties into that. Another so. cool thing is, like, it's not like a point system either. It's not like I have I have so-and-so Jesus points for sharing the gospel with so-and-so many people. So now I can cash in my miracle. No, it's it's like... Uh, <laughs> that would be kind of nice, actually. <laughs> I like, oh, yes, I finally well, got well, enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> for Lottery that. ticket. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, like, you know, for, for us and Christians, I guess it would be nice, but for people who don't know God and then they experience a miracle. Or maybe it's just like a prepaid system where, like, you get your miracle and then you just have to kind of work at it for the rest of your life to pay <laughs> you it You gotta back. pay it off. <laughs> <laughs> miracle death. I don't know. After the miracle. Um, but I don't think it works that way, so. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of times miracles are used for God to restore things how they were originally supposed to be. Like, we see him healing the blind, the sick, and, like, just restoring things to, like, their original plan, I feel yeah. like. So, like, reverting back to how it was supposed to be. Because, like, we never see God, like, turning something into, like, well, I mean, like, I guess someone turning into a pil- pillar of salt is probably not the natural. I wouldn't consider that <laughs> <one> a miracle. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, technically, so. That is a miracle. Though, right? It is a miracle, it right? Is a mir- it, that's our, you got to find a definition. I guess not all miracles are, like, very happy Good. ending. <laughs> if you're talking about a miracle just like being. divine intervention. Yeah, like God yeah. stepping in and doing something. That shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he'll sometimes or blind a whole logically. army. Right. Yeah. So that's not really reverting it back to how which it should be. But yeah, yeah. I watched the movie Lone Survivor again last night. Oh, such a good. Movie. And like the fact that like that guy survived alone is a miracle. But then there's also like there's the there's there's the Chinook that goes and saves them all, or like they try to go. It's like an exfil mission, and there was like I think I don't know twenty people in that, like Navy SEALs and you know Rangers and whatever, and some twelve year old kid with an RPG, mm-hmm. gets the RPG exactly into the back door, and he blows the entire helicopter up and kills everyone. That's yeah. a real story. That's yeah. not fiction. Like, like a 12-year-old little kid. I don't know if he was like, like before he started, like, Allah, please bless this shot. But, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, what kind of, like, miracle that was. Yeah, a bad miracle. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. The I read the book. I haven't seen the movie. You um, haven't? They're no. both, they, they both go hand in hand. Like See, it's, 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 everybody it's, it's that amazing. I've talked to that read the book was like, don't watch the movie. And I was like, fine. But I don't watch a lot of movies anyway. So <laughs> I've heard it's, it's one of the most realistic uh, war films there is. Maybe it is. It's a good one. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it's so nuanced because we live in this world now where it's like, okay, this war, like, was, and, and I'm not trying to put, <laughs> I'm just trying to put the question out there. Was it right for us to send people in there just because we're America? No. Okay, so then, like, we have to look at it from a more broad perspective of, like, what were the powers that were at war here, right? And so, of course, we're like, okay, well, you know, they're oppressive and terrorists. And so, like, yeah, we think that, like, that's bad. Um, So. Yeah, so was it, like, a just war? Because, like, Frank Turk is, like, there's, like, you know, like times for like where killing is okay is like self-defense and then just war was another one but like for sure so we don't know so it's like did god <laughs> bless that our cheap rpg because of some reason maybe but to uh, anybody else would be and i'm sure if the lone survivor guy was watching this he'd be like you beep 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 <laughs> like you know and <laughs> he's actually a big 
like <coughs> believer in God. I don't know if you read that. Doesn't mean you agree with Kyle. Yeah, it doesn't mean you agree with me, right? So what I'm saying is like I don't know, but again, just like Luke said, like God does a lot to restore what is right. So I don't know. I don't know why that RPG hit. I don't like it. My heart says like no, that wasn't the right thing, right? But we don't know. We don't see the overarching war between good and evil like God does. Well, then also, if you're not like a Calvinist, not everything happens because God wants it to necessarily. Like, oh, I God, fully believe that God knows it's going to happen, but He doesn't like like make it happen. Whenever somebody's like, everything happens for a reason, I'm like, that's false. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go stub your toe and tell me that happened for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole. That's that's a conversation right there. Oh boy, haven't <laughs> <laughs> we uh, had conversation? We have, yeah. But there's always more like to it. There is. I don't think you can ever stop talking about that. Yeah. But um, I guess so. That that kind of leads to the next point. I feel like is like, are all miracles from God, or is there also miracles that are not from God that can maybe be from Satan or things that happen on this world that maybe are supernatural that aren't from God? I guess. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. So, like, I feel, I feel like the first example <coughs> we see a lot of that is, like, I mean, just the one I think a lot of people think of, like, Moses, when he's thrown down the staff to turn into a snake, and the other, what, whatever they were, probably, like, magicians for Pharaoh did the same thing. Yeah. Or priests or whatever. Sorcerers. Um, <laughs> and so, like, it goes to show, like, there's power on the other side as well. And yeah. supernatural could th- happen on the other side. Um, and then I feel like sometimes it's a cop-out for Christians to be, like, because there's, like, a big argument where it's, like, well, Islam has miracles that happen. Like, so why, why is that happening if it's not true in your guys' opinion? So, like, how how do we go about like talking about that? I guess. Well, it's not a formula, right? <laughs> it's not like somebody was like, I followed Islam perfectly, and then this miracle happened because <laughs> of that, right? And it's not like we as Christians are like, well, this day I lived the law perfectly, so <laughs> that's why a miracle happened at five thirty. And that's not how it happens. It's more of, could there be somebody who's practicing Islam who really believes in God and is like, God, like, show me who you are. God's grace doesn't just apply to Christians that believe. Yeah. And yeah, he wants people who like turn their hearts to him. And so there, I think (laughs) we've had this discussion before too, but I think that Christianity is the only way, right? But, how many ways are there to get to Christianity? A lot, right? I have a different path than all of you guys had. Um, as far as just understanding it, you think you're saying, or well, just like to come to that realization, mm-hmm. like that you know, if you have a really good friend who was like, "Oh, I was Mormon," but then I realized like that the Mormonism thing wasn't right, but I the my love for God never changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like okay, Mormonism technically led you to Jesus. Yeah even though we think it's bad, right? So, like, could Islam do the same thing? It could. Most of the time it doesn't, and I think Satan uses all those things. But could there be a miracle where God was like, hey, this person actually is coming after my heart? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, that makes sense. Definitely. And then, I mean, do you guys think miracles happen more often? Or, like, did they happen more often in the Bible, like, compared to now? Because I feel like I'm not. Probably not. I like don't think those, so. Those big events, I mean, what, the Bible, like the Old Testament especially, the is spread out see. through like 4,000 years. And the, th- the thing with that is, <clears throat> like, why is, like, God so different in the New Testament and the Old Testament? Like, maybe he's not. It's just the New Testament was, like, 30-something years, 
or like 50 or something, while the Old Testament spanned over like 4,000. Yeah. You're talking about like the judgment aspect yeah. of God. <coughs> yeah, like there was more punishment in the span of 4,000 years. That's a good point. I've never actually thought about it that way. Like Frank Turek taught us that. Go listen to that episode. <laughs> Frank. There's one coming out next week too, so <laughs> stay tuned. Um, and there's there's so much that we don't see nowadays, right? It's not like everything's getting recorded in yeah. a book. There's seven billion people out there. Yeah, there's something happening. Yeah, maybe I mean, right now. If you, I mean, that's always to talk to like almost anyone. They always like usually have like some unexplainable story that they're like really not sure how that happened. Let's hear yours, Jonah. What's your unexplainable story? <laughs> I've already told it. The crashing of the ski. Well, I mean, I mean, there's a couple. How I'm not that is pretty much the biggest yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like I think in my life, I'm like, is there anything like crazy unexplainable? And I, I don't feel like I can. I don't have like a crazy story like that. I would. Here's what I'd recommend: get in a practice of writing down things. Yeah, cause because um, you forget. Mm-hmm. Oh, so easily. Yeah, and and that's I think. That's not the only thing, but that that can be part of like why we have so many ebbs and flows. Is because you forget, you forget what God has done. That's what the I Israelites did in the desert for forty years. It's like you read it, and over the span of maybe like a like a day or something, you're like, "Wow, these people suck." But they were there for like forty years, so maybe like the parting the parting water miracle lasted for about five years, and then they're <laughs> like, "All right, my face gone. Give me something new." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that I, yeah, that's pretty much the same thing that happens in our lives. Mm-hmm. It's like the gold was it golden calf? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. That was you like forty so days though. Four, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know, but you can, you kind of fall in that same thing. Even after forty days, let's say you re, you were inspired by this one Bible verse this day. Forty days later, if you haven't written it down or try to remember it every day, you totally forget about it and you keep yeah. doing the same thing you did the day before you read that verse. That's so true. Yeah, like one day I was like just super mad at people because they were super late, and the next day I was super late for something. (laughs) 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 So it just like humbles you. It does. I think like Andrea and I have gotten into a practice. Well, we've gotten out of the practice. We were in the practice of writing down like blessings, and we want to get back into it to where like every year you go back and read all the things that God did. Yeah. Um, Could you do you want to tell some of those stories now that you have? Yeah, for sure. Miracles that happened. Um, I'll do like there's a couple little ones. Uh, most Any recently, fun size. yeah, <laughs> most recently, um, nightly is our two year old, almost three year old. And he pretty much never sleeps through the night. He's actually, well, two months ago, he was never sleeping through the night. Now he's in a better sleeping habit. But, um, when Haven was born, we did a home birth because we believe in weird stuff. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, we're we, a cult. Yeah, because <laughs> we're weirdos. Because <laughs> Jesus was born in a home. <laughs> he was um, born in a barn, so you should have gone to, like, you know, that like a cave, uh, actually. Well, that's true. <laughs> well, technically. <laughs> technically. Technically. So we laid out some hay. and um, <laughs> We brought in a donkey, uh, a cow. Uh, we actually could, called it. make that a legit <laughs> business, like, birth your baby like Jesus, like Jesus. was born. <laughs> <laughs> um, three cool. wise men came to our door. Uh that actually, that was like last week. Actually, it took so long for them to get here because they were riding donkey or camels. But um, anyway, <laughs> the, so <Stinky> dudes, <laughs> shepherds. Um, anyway, nightly wasn't sleeping through the night, and we. It was a Monday night. Actually, I was supposed to go to Young Life, and Andrew's like, "Please don't go to Young Life." And I was like, "You're not gonna have the baby tonight." And then she's like, "Please don't go to Young Life." Passed out, and then um, woke up, and she's like, 
It's like 11. She's like, I think I'm going to have the babies. I'm like, all right, whatever. And then like, bam. <laughs> like, Shut damn, up, it was wife. Like child. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It was like super fast. It was like three hours later, which is super fast for pregnancy. Yeah, I think mine was like 13 later. hours or something. <laughs> um, goodness, Luke. But there's a lot more that goes into it. Like the baby Haven is her name, our new little baby. She was born right around 2 a.m. I probably didn't go to bed until 6 uh, the next day because there's a lot that goes into it. Like, you know, we're checking on Andrew, making sure that she's okay. You're, you know, Haven had a bunch of amniotic fluid in her lungs. So for a while we were like, like trying to get her to cough that up and then you try to get her to eat and then you weigh her and then you got to Like there's a million things you have to do. Um, cause everybody just thinks it's like pop, here's a baby. Cool. You're done. But it's not like that. So, um, the crazy thing is from nine o'clock when we all went to bed, because Nightly stayed up with us that night, um, to like 7 eight or 8 a.m. the next morning, he slept through the entire night. And the whole time, like I literally was like, you know, Andrew was was uh, like laboring, and I'd like run over to the door and like put my ear up to the door. And I'm like, oh, sweet, he's still asleep. And that, like all night long. And he never woke up, which was so unusual. And we were like, that was a miracle. Like God yeah. put, mm-hmm. and it was like, there were like, uh, two, four, I mean, there were six adults in the room, like right next to where he was <laughs> sleeping. And they're like, you know, there's a baby being born. So it's like, they're not being quiet. Um, so the fact that he stayed asleep the entire night was, was a small miracle. Um, but it was it was huge for us. We were like, we were mind blown. Wow! I was like, there's no way he's like the whole time we were planning on, um, Andrew's mom taking him once he woke up, and we just were like, oh, he'll wake up, and then you got to take him, and then she didn't wake up the entire night. It was crazy. So that was super cool. <clears throat> uh, one other one that I'll share real quick, also in regards to having a baby, um. <laughs> Well, I'll go backwards in time. I just got promoted to manager, right? So right before I got promoted to manager, um, they gave me a pretty large pay raise because I got promoted to manager. Um, And that pay raise went into effect one day. Like literally the day Haven was born was the day my pay raise went into effect. So then I was off for six weeks for paternity leave. Oh, and you got more. Like, so leave? I got paid my new salary that entire time. That's awesome. Wow. Which was awesome. And then literally um, a week after I got back from paternity leave, they did this branch manager summit uh, where the, like all the branch managers across the country get on a webinar and they are like, you guys are so great. We love you. Yeah. Branch <laughs> managers. <laughs> and they were like, oh, by the way, you're all getting 10% raises. Oh my and I was goodness. like, I haven't even worked this job for a week. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, dude, God is awesome. Like God mm-hmm. is taking care of us. So That's that cool. was huge. Um, and those, all I mean, that money is dirty stolen <laughs> from us. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one of the other big things was when I first started with chase, we got pregnant with nightly and, um, I, like I, we figured out we were pregnant and, I was like looking into like how much time I could take off and it's usually like, Oh, well the company has paternity leave. Like they get you six weeks paid time off. And I was like, Oh, that'd be sweet if I could take that. Well, I looked into the policy. This was like when Andrew's probably six months pregnant or something like that. 
and the policy was you had to work for the company for a year. Well, by the time the, the baby was born, like the baby's due date had to be a year after you started working. It was a month early. So I was missing the cutoff by a month. Oh, no. And I was like, dang it. So I prayed about it, and I was like, God, like, what do you want me to do? And I was like, you know what? I'll just take vacation time. Like, I'm not going to, like, God will take care of us. Like, I don't need six weeks off. Like, I don't deserve six weeks off. Um, so I talked to my manager about it, and she's like, oh, well, she's like, couldn't you just, like, say that the baby's due on a different day? And I was like, yeah, but that's lying. And so then her boss was like, oh, yeah, just just say that your baby's due, like, <laughs> a month later. And I was like, no. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie about that. And uh, so they were like, well, it's, you know, it's up to you, but, like, you, like they're not going to, like, check it. You don't have to, like, send any paperwork or anything. And, like, you literally said, it's just your word. And they just take your word for it. And I was like, I'm not going to lie. And so I prayed about it, and I was like, God, I'm not going to lie about this. Like, And I told my boss and my boss's boss that at the time. I was like, guys, I'm not going to lie. Like, that's not who I am. And, like, they knew I was a Christian, and so they're like, all right, well, like, that's totally your thing. And so <laughs> they're like, idiot. Um, so then I think it was, like, a month after I told them that, or maybe, like, two weeks. I told them. I was like, I'm not going to take the time off. They're like, fine, your choice. Uh, the entire company gets this email and it's like, Hey, we've updated our, our leave of absence policy. You no longer have to be with the company for a year to get the full six weeks. No way. And I was like, that was God. That's awesome. Like maybe that was in the works for a while, but like, obviously yeah. God was like the timing. Yeah. Like how, how else could that have? And so then I got the six weeks. It was yeah. crazy. Wow. Yeah. It was, really cool. it was mind Yeah. So that to me, I was like, that was like you call it a small miracle, but I'm like that. There's no other way. Like that's you can't. That's not a coincidence, right? So that's cool. We talked about it. We call it. What do we call it on the podcast? The Job moments, <laughs> Job. where it's like you stick to you stick to believing in the faith, and then God will reward you. Yeah. Even if everyone else dies. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no that makes the Job. <laughs> anyway, that was a long, long <laughs> explanation of my miracles. So that was cool. Um, well, to wrap up this section of miracles, gotcha. I guess we should probably like, I think John fourteen twelve is a good one to read. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me and will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things that than these because I am going to the Father. So essentially, we get Holy Spirit and we have superpowers. <laughs> I like it. But actually, it's pretty crazy. And I feel like not a lot of people take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people don't take advantage of it. Not yeah. at all. I'm know. like, I take advantage of it. <laughs> yeah. But I guess Why did Sabsa get super strength and not me? How much do you think he could lift? Dude, he lifted a whole, like, city gate and carried it for, like, 12 miles or something. Must have been a few tons. Dude, Samson was a man. Samson was a man, dude. He literally, like, just killed, like, a whole platoon with, like, a donkey jawbone. Yeah. And he like, pulled down an entire building. Yeah. What book is that in? Judges. 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 Yeah. He's like, God, give me this strength one last time. God's like, all right. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he like literally pushed two supporting pillars. Yeah. Just, yeah, killed Why? everyone in the building. Because they, they shaved his head. And I guess yeah. it grew back when he was like milling the grain or whatever he was doing. <laughs> yeah. He was blind. 
It was Dude, eyes that'd gouged be so out. So bad to you have your eyes gouged out. Oh gosh. Uh, uh, okay, wait. One, a few, two, two more verses <laughs> to finish <laughs> off the segment. Okay, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, and wicked and adulterous generation looks for a sign. That's Matthew sixteen four. Then I think Jesus is talking to the Pharisees who are like asking him to show him more signs when he's already showed a bunch yeah. of stuff. Um. And like then that for Bruce Almighty, he's like, God, show me a sign, and then the sign. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for many false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even God's chosen ones. What? Okay, I don't, I don't understand the last part, <laughs> but pretty much, don't like if someone can perform miracles, it doesn't mean they're like. Oh, it's like uh, they'll deceive, maybe even oh. God's chosen ones. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, like, if someone's pulling out miracles, doesn't give you full blown. Like permission to follow them. You know, like, wh- like, what, what, what would these people be? Like actual magicians? They start as like an America's Got Talent prodigy. <laughs> and they're just like, I cut myself in half. And it's like actually like a real trick or something. <laughs> Have you no s- illusion here? In uh, there's a few different times in the Bible where there's like people going around performing miracles, but they're not doing it in Jesus' name. And then, um, like I think the dude's name is like Simon. He's like a magician. And oh, the yeah. disciples are going around. They're like, get this guy out of here. Um, and I think one, oh, no. And then the other one's like this servant girl who, like, prophesies. But she's, like, demon-possessed. And she has, like, those two owners or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and they're all upset because they, they, cast, they cast the demon like out of her. <laughs> <laughs> so that just shows, like, yeah, miracles can definitely be shown by, like, non-godly yeah. things. I mean, if you think about, it, like, demons live in the spiritual. And right. so they can see things a little bit differently. They can so do then, supernatural things. Yeah. yeah, right? So, um, yeah. Nice. Well, this is just a really random thought. I think it's really cool how Jesus can turn invisible. Invisible? Yeah. There's that one passage in the Bible, yeah. and they were, like, looking for him, and then it just said, and then Jesus, like, vanished into the crowd or something. Yeah, well, they were going to throw him off a cliff. Yeah, and then he just, like, disappeared. Like yeah. a Bilbo Baggins? Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> slipped on that ring, <laughs> Actually, and he was just dude. gone. <laughs> <It's> like, <dude. laughs> <laughs> I just kind of imagine him running like this, you know, like put your hands back, just like zoom with the rope, <laughs> or behind him, just like zoom with the crap. The Naruto run. <laughs> it's over. All it's right, done. podcast is done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hop to some Q and A. What makes you think of that? Dude? I don't know. So just funny. He's <laughs> watching like <laughs> it's like a anime. anime. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right, John, you read this. This is a very long Q and A. Oh question. God, dude, I read this in the doc. Just read the first part of it. <laughs> no, the funny thing is, is she sums this whole thing up, and then she's like, sorry for the long message. What I'm trying to say in short. And then she says it again. This is from Bree. Uh, hey I'm Bree. Excited. One thought for the podcast. <laughs> what are your thoughts on our emotional relationship with Jesus and our relationship with Jesus based on physical acts, like diving into his words and stripping ourselves of sin? Short backstory. I go to a youth group with incredible worship. There's groups praying, prophecies being spoken over people, teens bowing on the floor, and encounters of the Holy Spirit all throughout worship. One day, I was speaking to one of our friends from youth, and he claimed that our youth group was too focused on emotions, too emotional. It made me think that we were basically came to the conclusion that when you enter and worship with that kind of environment and surrounding you will feel... And surroundings... You will feel and be filled with the fire of God. But that environment and those surroundings are temporary and not actively focused on rock-solid knowledge based on Scripture. So there's nothing to take home with you if that makes sense. Sorry for the long message. Apology accepted. 
But what I'm trying <laughs> to say in short is, <laughs> what is the balance of an emotional relationship and a solid relationship? Solid relationships as in reading scripture, gaining knowledge, learning historical context, following commandments, etc. Is a solid relationship alone unstable? Is an emotional emotional relationship alone unstable song worship prayer talking to god acknowledging god asking from god sermons and music a solid relationship alone is like a is like school or work an emotional relationship alone is the same as a thief and a genie situation situationship are you sure luke didn't write this <laughs> <laughs> situationship. Is that i don't know if word? that's a word if you have time could you let me know if that makes any sense the last part didn't make much sense. Situation. I think we get the general point. Well, we get yeah, the, general but the general point. point is we get fine. the gist. Okay, okay, Thank you for the Kyle, popcorn Kyle. You want me? <laughs> you Nominate want me Kyle. Uh, my question, Bree, for you and your friend. And Talk to this loser friend, bro, <laughs> and convict him. Uh, cast the demon out of him. <laughs> no. I want you to tie him up and just read scriptures until he <laughs> shuts up. Uh... My question would be like, what is the root of of all of this? So you talk about having a solid relationship with God or a solid um, relationship and an emotional relationship. They should both have the same foundation. And mm-hmm. that is if you are going to worship, to worship God because you want to show him that you love him, um, then the emotions are okay. Uh, I've I've been in both camps and it's actually really funny. My parents are probably like the two opposites of this equation. My dad, not emotional at all. My mom, super emotional. <laughs> um, and it, especially when it comes to like worshiping God, my mom is like all about the supernatural and everything like that. And my dad's like, that doesn't exist anymore. That was <laughs> old Testament only. And I'm like, how are you guys married? Um, but you, there's room for that emotion. If you're not just going to experience that. Mm-hmm. If you're actually going to worship God and the same thing with having a solid, you know, relationship as far as reading scripture, what, 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 what's the point? Like, why are you doing it? Are you doing it so that you're like, I read the Bible every day and I pray three times a day. Is that why you're doing it? Or is it, you're doing it because you're like, Oh, I want to be in God's word. I want to learn more from God. I want to hear from him. I want to be in conversation with him throughout the day. Um, so I would just ask like, where are you pointing your life and all of those other things will fall into place and the Holy Spirit will guide you in those. That's, <laughs> that's our token thing, right? Just let the Holy Spirit leave. God knows. God you're knows. God knows. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little confused as to like, if this like youth group is solely worship and there's no message and then everyone <laughs> yeah. goes yeah. home. Is that what's going on? How she described it, I think about this one video I watched on the Instagram reel where there was, this is real worship and people had their hands in the air going, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God, dude. <laughs> I, saw, I saw this video. <laughs> it was like some church in Alabama and they have some fat dude chained to a board with like a million different chains. And then there's what? like the chain breaker song going on. And it's this dude and he's just breaking the chains. <laughs> it's like, this is like, it's like, this. and all the no, comments no, were no. like, I'm terrified right now. <laughs> and it, it honestly kind of was, it was like, chain breaker. and it's this, this fat dude and he's screaming as he's breaking these chains off his arms. <laughs> So I think yeah I think intense. worship's important and there's different types of worship for the different 
you know, because we're all different. Yeah. But this Friday, I actually experienced a really cool worship. Um, our youth pastor, Matthew and Basalt, is le- was leaving. So it was his last, like, worship night. And so I went. Where are they going? East. Florida. That's it. Yeah. It's like the Lord's calling me east. Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> we don't know where we're going. We're just heading east. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really weird. Like, like we've been, we've yeah. been losing we've been our young life leaders. Young life leaders <laughs> yeah. like left and right. Yeah. But anyway, it was like a really cool worship. And like near the end, um, the main the main singer was like, I don't I don't even know where this band was from. But like he was like, I know this is a little unorthodox. <laughs> but I just want like it says in the Bible somewhere or something like that. There's like every sound that comes out of us is like God spoken or something. So he's like, I just want everyone to make a noise. <laughs> and like while he was singing or something, and I was like, dude, this is so weird. And then everyone started making these like <laughs> noises, but it wasn't just like <laughs> it, was, it was just like like people were like praying. People were like saying like the name of jesus stuff and it was the weirdest thing ever but it was like so cool i was just like it was just goosebumps the entire time it was awesome i was like but yeah it was pretty it was pretty cool so i don't know if that's what i don't know if that's what that this is the entire it sounds time. similar very similar bit. yeah yeah i think everything just in moderation like you can't have just worship yeah and then you right. can't have just Pharisees essentially that just study the Bible exactly. and tell people what's right and wrong. Yeah. Some philo- 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 philosophical guys. So why, why did Jesus say the word "thou" instead of "thee"? <laughs> Let's indulge. <laughs> it's like a two-hour <laughs> message on just like that little thing. I, I like to compare it to like a normal like relationships like we have with each other. Like if you just hang out with someone and just party with them and just like you know do fun stuff together, you know them at that level, but then. There's also the moments where you're sitting in a car together for seven hours, 20 hours. That's when you really get to know what a person's like. And I think having the mixture of those two different situations of like, yeah, just getting to actually know somebody, but then also mm-hmm. doing awesome stuff with that person is kind of the same way like our relationship with is with Je- like how our relationship should be with Jesus is like we get to know him. And then because we know all this amazing stuff about him, that lets us actually really worship him for who he is. Um, and that I think was an excellent analogy. Sometimes, we, <laughs> sometimes we miss out on the fun side of you know we miss out on the party side of Jesus. Jesus is Jesus gets turned, bro. Yeah, we just all get like <laughs> <laughs> too intellectual. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the same with like a human relationship, where like yeah. So what was the what was the end what was the end goal of this question? What just cut Kyle off. She was she s- no, you're else. fine. She said because I was actually looking at that too. She she was asking like what is the balance. Yeah. And is, you know, just emotional or just, <laughs> it's funny how she said, solid, or, but just intellectual is what I'm going to use. Alone, unstable, yes. That, so you need a balance of both. You need a balance of where you are experiencing God, and then you need an experience there, the balance of like, knowing. Of knowing Him. Yeah. Like when Andrew and I, like, first got to know each other, we were long distance. So we talked to each other a lot on the phone. That was like getting to know each other, the intellectual mm-hmm. side. And then when we'd see each other in person, we did a lot less talking, a lot more physical interaction. And <laughs> that was the experiencing, right? And so both of those are necessary um, to truly know somebody. Yeah. And you need it with God too. You need the times where you're just talking and learning and, and talking to each other. And then when you're just experiencing each other. So I think a big so red flag. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so would you put prayer into emotional, intellectual, or do you think par- prayer is both? 
there's different types of prayer. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say it's, it's mostly intellectual because, well, yeah, it depends. If you're just talking to God, that's like God getting to know your heart, right? And he knows your heart. But at the same time, like, you need to still express it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, our Father in heaven, like, how would be that name? It's almost like worship. But yeah. then, like, also, like, um, I guess a lot of prayer is just submitting yourself to God, really, and just, like, letting him do his will because we don't know what, yeah. like, what we need. But. but a lot of that's in your head, right? Prayer right. and reading is in your head. Whereas, like, the worship that she's describing mm-hmm. is more of a physical sensation and that you're experiencing. Like, yeah. it together. I think a big red flag, if if you're worshiping and you don't know what the song's talking about, you should probably go <laughs> read your Bible so you can know what the yeah. song's talking yeah. about. <laughs> um, but I think we wrapped that question up, right? <clears throat> Annabelle York, yeah. do you have any good songs to listen to? Yes, I do. The Gummy Bear song. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny you say that. I was, like, in the bus. question. <laughs> it's over. I was in the car with this little girl in Mexico. She was the daughter of the youth pastor or the pastor there. And she was singing a song. I'm like, that sounds super familiar. And it was the gummy bear song in Spanish. And finally <laughs> clicked. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yo soy un gummy bear. Yo soy no, it was a bear. bear. It, also. Also? Also is bear, yo yeah. Yo soy un gummy. Also. Yo soy un gummy. Also. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I would look up uh, Jervis Campbell. He's a pretty sweet Christian artist. I assume she's talking about Christian music. Otherwise, 21 Savage. <laughs> Otherwise, I got some great songs. <laughs> this is actually all my personal DMs. I'm just going to throw this into the podcast. Little Pump is great. Oh, Are we allowed really? to play anything, yeah. Luke, or is that going to get copyrighted? <laughs> what? We can play it. Uh, well, I mean, if you want you know, Christian Echo music. Holy by Red Rock Studio, oh, or Red Rocks that. Worship. That song's pretty awesome. Echo Holy. Yeah. Yeah, you can just respond to her, I guess. My Jesus music. The thing is, my Jesus music playlist is actually like really short, but it's super long because all Christian songs, for some reason, are like eight minutes. Eight minutes it's all months. the live ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your prayer. Uh, He's like, tell it to him. Tell it to him again. I'm going to shout out Beautiful <laughs> Eulogy. They're pretty awesome. We use some of their songs for intros to the podcast, so... I, I don't like I don't know, some of them. I don't like the middle parts, but the intros are really good. I really like Brandon Lake. <laughs> Brandon yeah, Lake's Brandon great. Lake's pretty awesome. Um... Okay, next question. Uh, uh, there's actually a really underground Christian, uh, underground Christian group. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them, Hillsong United. <laughs> they're, they're like they're like su- they're like super underground, bro. Like 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 let me put you on like, and then um, Bethel Music. They're like super undiscovered. Oh wait, I have a. I just listened to this song. Called Reckless Love. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't bro. know if you guys have heard of it. <laughs> Dude, another really <laughs> like really, really like super like unknown one that's like really good is like oceans. <laughs> like that one is like like, s- like water <laughs> ocean? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh god. Okay, let's stop. Uh, um Addy Moore asks, Do you guys go to church camp? And if so, what was your favorite part? Leaving. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then we have a little, a little testimony from her. I went to church camp. My favorite part was the prayer tunnel, which is all the leaders make a tunnel and then start praying for the kids slowly as the kids slowly walk through it. It was that actually sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Unless you're an outsider and watching it from far away, you'd probably be like, wow, that's fun. What cult. is this cult like <laughs> activity? See, that's the type of worship that I'm not a huge fan of. Like a big prayer tunnel. I, I wouldn't be a big fan of that. Makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, it yeah. would. That's it the demons inside of you, Matthew. We gotta cut those out yeah, of there. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> 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 Christ <laughs> Well, I remember, when I remember from church camp, Luke, you remember 
Me, you, and Lewis were sailing. That was the best part. We we went Pent sailing at, uh. on a on a lake with was those little one of those little hobby uh, or hobby however you pronounce it sailboats. It my so favorite fun. is the crud war where I got to pie people in the face. Oh, those are fun. Cream. I enjoyed frisbee golf. I sucked. That's because you're good at it. I'm so bad at frisbee golf. This is a a par four. I'm on shot 18. (laughs) (laughs) No, I actually want to kind of get into this question a little more deeper. Like, because Kyle, you've been to a lot of, we've all been to a lot of church camps. Well, there's the most fun part, and then there's the most impactful part. Yeah. um, Different things. A lot of people go just to hang out with the opposite sex. Um, this is true. However, I remember freshman year when we went to Castaway. The pastor there—I don't remember his name—but he was really good. He was—he was great, excellent pastor. I think that was what kind of kickstarted my faith. Even though it, it would take three more years to actually get yeah, it's mature, a good introduction for some maturity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's two different. Well, there's two things that I love about camp. But it also depends on the stage that you're in. Like, right. if you're a new believer, like, it's going to be super impactful just to hear that stuff. But to go back as an as a believer, I love it because, one, it's like a week where you have zero responsibilities. Yeah, totally. And you're like, I can just wake up and read the Bible, which is what most of the leaders do. I know the kids are like, I'm dead from <laughs> being outside for eight hours yesterday. Um. But it helps you to kind of center yourself. And I, so I love that about it because whenever I'd go, I'd just wake up early and go read my Bible. And then um, the other thing that I love is, like, it's so refreshing to go there. And even though, like like you said, a lot of those kids are not there for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. But, like, you look around and you're like, all these people. Yeah, like, all these people know about Jesus. And most of them love Jesus. Right. And so that was like, I would always love being in the worship during at camp because I was like, ah, oh, everybody in here is just like, on in love with Jesus, and it's so refreshing to be surrounded by that. Yeah, yeah. I I don't, I don't think I appreciated when I was actually at camp, but now I look back, I, that was seven days where I was with just people who love Jesus. It was it was great. Yeah, and that's why faith is almost so easy in camp is because everyone in there believes it, and then you get thrown back into the world, and people are like, oh, yeah, you don't believe that. Let me just, yeah. yeah. It's different. <laughs> um, <clears throat> um, well, this is the last thing we'll talk touch on is Zuba Gaming has Zuba requested Zuba. prayer. So very, very important sick. comment. I know this is random, but can you please pray for me? I am afraid I might be sick. Thanks. So Zuba, we need a face reveal. I really want to get you get to know him on a personal level. Yeah. Some eighty-year-old dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that sounds kind of a big deal, though. I'll definitely be praying for you, Zuba. Yeah, Zuba. First, first name Zuba. Everyone, everyone listening, pray for Zuba Gaming. Yep. Um, hopefully, I'm this is one of his joke comments. But I mean, I we can all use that prayer. <laughs> so, <laughs> should we pray for him so right now? If someone yeah. asks uh, for something, do you have to give it to him? <laughs> and then that next week, he's like. Is it wrong to ask for it back? That actually happened. That's a good point, Cal, yeah. because I feel like a lot of time people are always like, oh, yeah, I'll pray for you. But like, just pray for the person like right there. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I will. I'll make a point of it to pray for you throughout this week. So I'll take a take a moment and pray for Zuba Gaming real quick. Are we doing oh, this silently? Or? Yeah. 
Unless you want to. I think one of us should pray. How about, yeah, how about one of us should about, pray and the rest should pray yeah. silently. It's not very uh, engaging for the audience, you know? <laughs> well, no. We'll, t- we'll all take this little break, this little, <laughs> however long you want it to be, this little moment of silence, and we'll all send up a prayer for Super. And then we'll end with a, a, a real prayer. <clears throat> and amen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now we sound like a horrible cult. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I like where you're at, though. Like, people who listen to this podcast can take a second during the time that they listen to the podcast yeah. and pray. Someone's in the gym right now. Someone's yeah. driving. Actually, Don't close your eyes. You know, I, 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 I said leaving was my favorite part. That was a joke, by the way. I, <laughs> um, I was going to say something. Oh, yeah. I think, like, a lot of times going to camp, especially if you're, like, a like a, like not, like, a new believer, you've, you've already experienced something. It's like, oh, here I am again. Jesus loves you is pretty much the overarching <laughs> message. I already know all this. I can go goof off. But, like, in reality, there's always always something you can learn. Always. So, yeah. Nice. Well, that's yeah. a good spot to end it off on. Um, guys, pray for this podcast as well. We're not going to be here for a while, so there might be a uh, few weeks. Julian, I'm not even going to pronounce your last name. Are you still doing a collab with Frank Turk? Yes, we already had one, and uh, part two is coming out soon. So stay no, that one, th- that one's going to be before this episode. Okay. So I've already seen it. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Sorry, Julian. Um, to dash your hopes against the rocks. You'll find out soon enough. <laughs> nice. And that's that's that, how we're going to end it? Fire starters out. Uh, like, what do you... Matthew, do you want to say goodbye or... He'll be here when we come back. I'll be back. I just want to give you a warning because many of you will miss me. I'm going off to college, so I won't. This may or may not be my last episode. I'll try and get on another one before yeah. I go. If this is your last episode, is there any, viewers, any, anything this is, you want to say? This is the time to shed tears and you know, you know dress in sad. I'm going to do one more <laughs> episode so I can come up with something to say because right now it better be pretty inspirational. Oh yeah. Oh. <clears throat> yes, it will be. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm gonna. There's gonna be tears all over this table. Is that the room is gonna flood? Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend.